Welcome to the new WellMed Radio, a service of WellMed Medical Management. Over the next half hour, WellMed Radio will educate you about the health and wellness of adults everywhere. Co-hosts Dr. Marissa Charles and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron will share information to improve your health and well-being. Here are Ron Aaron and Dr. Marissa Charles. Well, we really appreciate you joining us on WellMed Radio. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Maurice Charles. Dr. Charles is a DO, a doctor of osteopathy, a WellMed primary care physician, and you find her at the WellMed Clinic in San Antonio at Ingram Mall, and we are, as always, delighted to have you with us. And our topic today, uh, when you think about it and you think about the population that uh, you serve, predominantly Medicare-eligible seniors, Dr. Charles, why talk about STDs, sexually transmitted diseases? Well, I know that, you know, the majority of cases of sexually transmitted diseases occur in our more sexually active younger crowd, but they are, they do occur in our seniors. And we have had epidemics of, of different STDs um, that we've had to, uh, you know, assist patients in dealing with over the years. And it's actually a fantastic topic in our seniors as well. Well, we're delighted to welcome a return guest. We talked to her during the height of COVID when, as she reminded us, Dr. Charles was in a closet at her house uh, and <laughs> as was our special guest who is joining us now. And, and she is Samarta Brennan Prescott. Uh, she is a doctor with Optum Northeast and Dr. Prescott uh, is a physician with that Optum Northeast Clinic in St. Petersburg, Florida, earned her medical degree at St. George's University School of Medicine in Granada in the West Indies she completed her residency at Overlook Hospital, an affiliate of Mount Sinai Hospital in Summit, New Jersey. In her free time, Dr. Prescott enjoys pursuing her passion for children's education and expanding exposure via enrichment activities. She's a community advocate for teaching elementary school-aged children about prevention and health care and about pursuing a medical career as well when they grow up. She also works with local elementary school systems to educate others. Dr. Brennan Prescott is certified by the American Board of Internal Medicine. And the topic we picked today, as I was talking a moment ago with Dr. Charles, is STDs. And April is STD, Sexually Transmitted Disease Awareness Safety Month. And Dr. Brennan Prescott, thanks for coming back on. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Um, like Dr. Charles says, this is an important topic. Um, April is, is really there to raise awareness, um, raise attention to, to definitely something that's important in all age groups. But I think something taboo and not discussed in, in over 50. It's the question of uh, STDs. And yet I've read uh, that in nursing homes, for example, uh, there are uh, all kinds of sexually active patients who then, because they don't think they can get pregnant, and they probably can't, don't use protection, uh, end up with STDs. That is correct. I, um, I've had incidents in my own practice where I've had um, a lot of Florida has a lot of group setting um, assisted livings. We have a lot of very active over 50. Um, so they're getting it on, but nobody's having that conversation. And I think it's important, you know, if you say yes, that means you need to test. <laughs> when you 
talk to your patients about this, and I gather you are proactive about it. You bring it up. Uh, how do you do that? And what do you say? And then what do they say? Well, you know, I let people, I meet people where they're at. So a lot of times I try to make it a discussion, not a screening. So how are you doing? Who are you with? Do you have a partner? Is your loved one here? Um, if not, where do you spend your time? And if it's if it's a male um, or female, I, I ask about their sexual activity. I, I'll just come right out and say it. A huge part of it is, are they avoiding sex too? Sometimes I find I pick up that a lot of the women are having irritation or some sort of complication, but because they're taught not to see anything from that era, that's actually why they're avoiding it. So, and that may be an STD. So they may have extreme dryness and pain when exactly. they have intercourse. There's a lot of options and we have to look, look into what's going on. So and Dr. What Charles, are, what yeah. about your case? Oh, I mean, similar, you know, we, we, definitely ask social history. We want to know if people are, are married, if they're single, if they're, um, you know, if they have more than one partner um, with, you know, when it comes to sexual activity. In a lot of cases, it does come up as a, a concern for, you know, patients coming in with a certain complaint um, where we try to get a more thorough sexual history um, and asking about their sexual activity habits. I was going to ask Dr. Brennan if she could maybe remind us of what some of the more common sexually transmitted diseases or infections that we can find in, in well, in anybody. In but anyone, in, really. Yeah. Right. So when it comes to, some people ask, well, what are sexually transmitted diseases? That's a, a mouthful. <laughs> um, it, but it you can have bacterial, you can have vag, uh, you can have viral, and you can have um, basic protozoas. So we have to remember the most common people think about is like chlamydia, gonorrhea, uh, under the bacterial. Sometimes we have issues with herpes, hepatitis. Um, those are all considered or HIV. Um, then you have something called trichomonas, which is a protozoar. I guess the concern I have is if we're not talking about it, we can't find it and we can't treat it because there are a lot of options for treatment and vaccinations even. Um, that can help um, improve our, our way of life. Yeah. Hey, with a fifth minute, for those who may have just joined us, I want to remind you, you're listening to Well Men Radio. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Marisa Charles, and we're talking with Dr. Samarta Brennan Prescott. She's with Optum Northeast in Florida, and we're talking about STDs and the senior population, which, as both of our experts with us today have pointed out, doesn't get brought up enough. I remember uh, Dr. Brennan Prescott years ago, a story about billboards that went up uh, throughout the city of Minneapolis, and it was two words or three or four. Clap doesn't mean applause in Minnesota. <laughs> that, that yes. was, I'm sure that got yeah. a lot of attention. Yes, yeah. uh, uh, that was good for shock effect. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, but you know what? You have a generation now that actually knows an infection called clap. So in essence, you do these things, these, these media sites to create awareness. And it did. It did. You don't forget it, did you? And, and as you think about, as Dr. Chowson asked you, the, the kinds of STDs you're seeing, uh, is there a pattern? Is this mostly in, in congregate living? Is it nursing homes? Or is it uh, folks who are 
living alone? In my setting, um, I feel like I biasly have a lot of very, very active people over the age of 65. So they're living home alone in communities. We have a lot of 55 and over communities here. Um, so it's their neighbor. I recently had two of my um, patients actually get married. One was 92 and one's 88. Wow. <laughs> and they met because they were one across the fence. So they're both, <laughs> and then they both That's knew so that they nice. had the same doctor. <laughs> so, so did you give them the talk before they got married? Of course. <laughs> Definitely. That's how oh, you bring yeah. it up. Another um, infection that I've heard is on the rise is syphilis. Yes, that's one that definitely we're seeing um, more. Now, that was one originated um, with a lot of sailing and, you know, it died down a bit. But with communal living, with, with all these more tight areas, you are seeing an increase in, in syphilis. Yeah, I'm definitely it's on my panel of tests because of that. Which can still be treated successfully with penicillin? Yes, and, and that's how we got it the last time. But I think the challenge is we're not talking about it enough, so we're not picking it up. But yeah, it's very treatable. Um, and it, there are multiple stages of it. And the idea is that we want to catch it early. The earlier, the better. Talk us through the symptoms then. Let's take syphilis as an example for those who are listening uh, who may not have thought about it. What is it they should look for? What is it they should worry about? Well, historically, syphilis used to present itself in what we call the third stages, which was pretty rough. Um, but nowadays, you're, you're picking more in a first and second stage. Um, the first stage usually involves something as simple as just one rash on the, on the genital area. Um, sometimes you can have very vague symptoms of a genital area, but it's not like others, which are more robust. The second stage of syphilis, you're going to see more a different type of rash, maybe a full body rash. Um, and third, you can have chronic um, followings like mental status changes, um, nerve changes, um, it used to be pretty bad. And, and it was um, definitely for something that's very treatable with penicillin. It so, affects the brain ultimately? Yes, it does. Um, being there long enough, you're going to see that. Yeah. And for those who are worried about it, how is it diagnosed? Well, most sexually transmitted diseases are diagnosed either through blood, urine, or you can have body fluid. So specifically in syphilis, you can pick it up on a blood test. And is that done as a run-of-the-mill screen for people or only if you have suspicion? And, and we can, depending on, and this is why, as Dr. Charles says, we take such a assertive history um, because we want to know your risk factors for sexual activity. The, the truth is, number one risk factor is you're having sex. <laughs> mm -hmm. right. It's worthy just so that. But also are with people our open with you? people. Are people open with you about that? If they, if you talk with them, do they say, yeah, I'm, I'm active? I, I like when you said earlier, they're getting it on. <laughs> I think if you use language that they make them comfortable, people will share. People will share. I, I do think it's, it's more of an issue of how to bring it up 
but they have questions. And if they raise questions, you can then prescribe a blood test. Stay with us just a minute. If you've just joined us, you're listening to WellMed Radio. I'm Ron Aaron, along with Dr. Maurice Charles. We're going to come back to our very special guest, Dr. Samarta Brennan-Prescott, in just a moment. Nervous about going to see the doctor? At WellMed, many patients can see a doctor from the comfort of home with My Health Light Now. Enjoy a secure private medical appointment using a computer, smartphone, or tablet. You can even get same-day appointments. Go to www.myhealthlightnow.com to register or download the My Health Light Now app. Interested in becoming a WellMed patient? Visit discoverwellmed.com. Thank you so much for sticking with us right here on WellMed Radio. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Marisa Charles, and we're talking on our WellMed Radio hotline from deep in the state of Florida with Dr. Samarta Brennan-Prescott. Uh, we're talking about STDs, and we had talked a little bit about uh, the symptoms of syphilis and treatment. Uh, if you are diagnosed with syphilis, a diagnostic blood test, she said, can be done. Uh, what about some of the other STDs? Uh, can you walk us through those? Well, one of the key reasons um, we want to talk about this is because uh, there's a lot of huge population that actually don't feel very symptomatic. So you can actually pass it on with not having any feeling of symptoms or not even aware that that's abnormal. I think that's usually the issue. Um, So you want to know basically your, your history You also want to know from the patients, you know, are they avoiding, I find one of the commonest one is people avoiding sex. I I find they are either struggling with, in women, vaginal dryness, or they're struggling with undiagnosed gonorrhea or chlamydia. Um, Those are a lot of the common ones that, that are easily treatable and we can pick them up even to a urine test. Um, A lot of women, they may have things like um, a lot of discharge, vaginal discharge, which could be um, trichomonas, bacterial trichomonas, and something easily treatable again, and re- makes such a tremendous in, um, difference in their in their hygiene and, and how they feel about themselves. So, what about in men? What kind of symptoms men, would you see? A lot of times when I discuss it with my patients, I find we're talking about burning on urination, maybe sometimes discharge, um, a lot of times penile rashes. Um, those are the more common but uh, of symptoms that we'll see pick up and, and diagnose. Yeah. And of the diseases you just mentioned, a, a couple, uh, gonorrhea, uh, for example, what, what would then be the treatment? Well, the reason this is so important is because there are treatments available. There's antibiotics, um, very, very, very um, good at treating it, over 90% you know, curability. Um, so when you see your doctor, they'll test you for both usually, and they can get you on the right treatment and have you feeling better within a week. And then you'd be cleared to resume sexual activity? 
Yes, we do not want to hold up sexual activity until we're clear. But I tell people, you know, it's a it's one of those things where you you test and wait. And then once you know you're doing well, yes, of course, we want people back in the saddle. <laughs> and you but you also want to make sure that the partners are treated. So, you know, with those bacterial infections like uh, gonorrhea and chlamydia in particular, we often have people that have a hard time getting rid of it if they continue to have sexual relations with a partner that hasn't been treated. So ideally, both would get treated at the same time. Mm -hmm. And if one has more than one partner, they need to make sure an alert or both have more than one partner. All the partners need to be alerted and treated. You're Mm -hmm. talking about... Uh, there may Absolutely. be multiple partners, right? That is correct. I mean, if you and, want to think and, about how STDs spread, generally it is from person to person. Oh, another interesting one that can also be considered an STD is scabies. Yes, that is. You're right. You know, so again, it's, you know, contact um, skin to skin is generally how we spread scabies. And that's a very, very itchy skin <laughs> rash. And it's it's a mite, actually. Um, really? that is uh, microscopic, you can't really see it with your eye, and will cause a ridiculously itchy rash. Sometimes there's more itch than there is rash. So it's the, what do they call it? The, the itch that rashes. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Sometimes when we think about scabies. You're itching so much, right? Oh man, it's so, so itchy. Um, and again, there is good treatment for that, but um, it does require, you know, a keen eye and, and making sure that you identify the, the, you know, the different things that we may see on the body for that type of skin rash. And then there's treatment, in, which would include a, a cream that you would place on the skin to eliminate the mite. And what about genital herpes? So genital herpes is actually a pretty common one, especially in the older population that we don't talk about. So what you'll do is a lot of times people see in that generation cold sores as a norm, not realizing that they can actually have treatment for that or even in a vaginal area. So they are now over-the-counter preps for it um, that you can readily buy. But also if you, you know, contact your doctor, there's also oral tablets you can take that reduce how long you have the symptoms. And does a cold sore necessarily mean genital herpes? No, no. So it's the same virus. It's that herpes simplex. It's not exactly the same, but same family of viruses, I guess we could Mm -hmm. say. Um, herpes simplex type one, herpes simplex type two. The one type one is much more common in the oral area in the mouth. Type two is a lot more common in the, um, you know, uh, vaginal or, you know, lower area. So it tends to be very painful, very, very painful ulcers, usually small. Those, again, you know, a practiced, a trained eye would recognize them, but if we're not sure, we can obtain cultures of the sores when they're still open that can clue us in to whether it's, it is herpes and if it's type one or type two. Um, and like Dr. Um, Brennan Prescott was saying, there are treatments, you know, if, if it's the very first case, you know, we can put them on an antiviral 
medication for a certain number of days. And if it's somebody who knows they have it and has had it for a while and gets occasional outbreaks, we can actually put them on medicine to prevent um, the outbreaks. So that's- And how contagious is it, genital herpes? When there's when you have a open sore, that's usually um, when you're most contagious. Thereafter, um, less. <clears throat> because it never really goes away, does it? No, that's the gift that keeps on giving right there. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I'm in danger no, of knowing no, a little those, bit about yeah, everything. Some, yeah, like you said, you know, some bacterial sexually transmitted diseases like the gonorrhea and the chlamydia are very treatable. And, and then cured. there are other incurable, yes. And then there's other STDs like um, herpes simplex viruses, HIV is another one that we may not be able to cure, but we can suppress and we can, um, you know, there's obviously very good medications now that can reduce symptoms and reduce the risk of it spreading. And Dr. Brennan Prescott, Dr. Charles just brought up HIV. Are you seeing that in the older population? Um, in my patient population, not as much, um, but definitely it's here. I think the therapy options has tremendously improved their quality of life. Um, you're not seeing more complicated HIV consequences as you used to. Um, and patients are, are doing better, I think, overall. And for yeah. patients who come to you, and I guess uh, the bottom line message is, Talk to your PCP if you have discomfort, if you're concerned about uh, something, talk to your doctor. You know, in so many ways, um, you know, just talking about sex and sexual issues can be very taboo, but yes, you know, or people can feel that that is uh, the case, but that's what your doctor's there for, you know, um, so that you can discuss freely those concerns, you know, situations that may have occurred, if there's a new sexual partner, and now you're having symptoms, and you want to get tested. And also important for us as as doctors to know if there are new partners, because we may not automatically think that we need to do testing for sexually transmitted diseases. But you know, the bottom line, and the reason why there's a sexually transmitted, you know, disease awareness month is because we want to make sure that we're thinking about those things and that when a patient has those particular concerns that, you know, we do test, now, when even it comes in to our talk, seniors. When it call, comes to talking about uh, these issues, uh, is there a generational difference? Older seniors, 75, 80, 90, versus the baby boomers coming along, are, are the baby boomers less willing or more willing to talk about these questions? In my patient population, I think they're more willing. <laughs> You're finding that they're more active. Like I said, they are more increased desire to still be sexually active. I have husband and wives who, who still want recommendations how to keep it exciting. Um, and I actually do a lot of programs I've done in the past with talking about 65 and up having sex you know, how to encourage that as um, good for their health. <laughs> the recommendations you make. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Then what do you tell them about putting the excitement back in? <laughs> so in regards to that, you have to communicate. Um, sexual activity after 65 can be fun, but it can mean something different. 
um, intimacy is a whole different level at that age and, and what that means. A lot of times people think disability precludes you from that interaction, but it doesn't. It's just a matter of maybe troubleshooting or figuring out where that person's at. Well, you're going to get a lot more patience after this one. (laughs) (laughs) They're welcomed. I I love it. I I love the fact that. uh, The last word, is there anything we haven't asked you you want to pass on? I just want to go back to the basics. You know, the idea is, you know, test. You want to use this month to highlight awareness, highlight the need to talk to your doctors, highlight the stigmas related to SDDs and do away with them so that we can actually get the treatment and, and, and the enjoyment beyond that. Perfect. Appreciate you coming on. We really enjoyed talking with you. I'm Ron Aaron for Dr. Marisa Charles and our special guest, Dr. Samarta Brendan Prescott. Thanks for joining us on WellMed Radio. Executive producers for WellMed Radio are Dan Calderon and Leah Madrano. Our producer is Isaac Wilker. And associate producers are Natalie Ibera and Maurice Hudson. I'm Ron Aaron. We'll see you next week on WellMed Radio. Thank you for listening to WellMed Radio, a service of WellMed Medical Management. We welcome your emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. And please be sure to tune in next week for another edition of WellMed Radio. Nervous about going to see the doctor? At WellMed, many patients can see a doctor from the comfort of home with My Health Light Now. Enjoy a secure private medical appointment using a computer, smartphone, or tablet. You can even get same-day appointments. Go to www.myhealthlightnow.com to register or download the My Health Light Now app. Interested in becoming a WellMed patient? Visit discoverwellmed.com.